Socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. Underwear is the second, shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first. Made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too. All designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas. Comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce, John Marson, and Marcus Hurley. You can contact us on email at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. I've been watching a show called Sense8 on Netflix. If you know what it means to be reborn a sensate. Oh, what? Do you saw her? But that's just the beginning. What do you feel? You're not really here, are you? You are no longer just you. You all start to feel strange things. Anger and joy and pain. Pleasure without any reason. You have seven other selves now. You can access each other's knowledge, language, skills. Anyone else seen this? Not as yet, no. Not yet, no. I've seen, I've seen the first couple. Um, okay. I was a little... What did you think? Uh, well, there's a scene in the first episode where there's two young ladies going at it with a strap on. I was a bit confused oh, yeah. and not displeased, but I was certainly... Unex- it was an unexpected scene to find in a TV show on the Netflix. Um, <laughs> yeah. How graphic is that, then? Uh, well, there's no... Well... On a scale of one to ten, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not porn. No, but it's not. It's not My not Little Pony porn. either. No, it's, <laughs> is it no. art? <laughs> is it's it certainly art? progressive. I think the whole idea <laughs> it's of the show. Progressive. <laughs> well, for TV, uh, yes. it's it's fairly uh, avant garde. It, it, it felt like they were actually doing it. It wasn't glamorized or pawned up. It felt like they were. That's what they were doing, which was quite cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, was it the pussy or the ass? <laughs> <laughs> There's a fair amount of edi- editing here. Boy. <laughs> well, it's it, not only that, but one of the one of the people involved was uh, transsexual. Oh, as well. Which isn't a problem. That's not a problem at all. Nope. Nope. And if you have a problem with anything like that, this show this, is not for yeah. you. <laughs> this planet is not for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
I better just set it up actually. Um, this is by um, uh, Straczynski, who uh, is a writer of comic books and really? also Babylon Five. And it's also by the yep. Wachowskis, isn't it? It is also by the Wachowskis yeah. and also Tom Tickford, the team that brought us Cloud Atlas. And uh, it does actually share quite a lot in common with Cloud Atlas in that it takes place uh, in many different environments across different uh, yeah. cultures it's, and, uh, and minorities. And what's the central conceit? It's about telepathy and telekinesis and stuff, isn't it? Uh, well, these guys are like called sense. They, they describe them as. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, it's just the, the fact that you know it's it's a sci-fi and it's about telekinesis and telepathy. Uh, oh, and there's a the first thing that you see is two girls fucking with a strap on. It, it's not the first John. thing. It's about halfway through. Oh, okay. John, John yeah. everyone has an origin story. Don't be picky. <clears throat> Sorry, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah. And I believe that you, um, know, you can have lesbian telepaths as well. It's not just a. No, it's just that that's the first thing. Uh, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting it to be about that when the first thing uh, I heard about right. it was yeah. uh, it was, was about the strap on scene. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Rob should have said probably should, I probably should have spoken before Ian did sorry, that. Yeah. Uh, so let's yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'll swap. Yeah, I'll sort it out. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I probably won't. Um, <laughs> but the um, yeah. So basically, they have this. All the, there's basically eight characters. There's like a DJ in London. There's a there's a, a, a safe cracker in Berlin. There's a there's a sort of businesswoman slash uh, MMA boxer from Korea. Uh, and uh, there's all these different characters. And they, but they are all all over the world. And they cross over. Um, like they they basically sort of find themselves inhabiting the same space at the same time. That's very cloud atlas uh, and sort of other than that yeah, time travel. Massively thing. cloud atlas. And and so it's sort of um it's like they share a connection and a bond and but this can actually like end up with some fairly cool little set pieces where, for example, uh one character may be um sort of uh tied up and the uh like one of the characters is a cop from Chicago who can pick locks. And so he inhabits her space, picks the lock, she gets out, goes on her way. Um, so there's loads of cool moments like that. Like Ian said, it's not it's not shy when it comes to the sort of uh, sexual imagery. And uh, you can imagine what, where that might go, given the conceit of the show. Uh, well, so they can I'm jump about... into each other's bodies? Like, yeah. Oh, right. Uh, well, yeah, well, like, it, uh, there might be. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily have control over it. I think at key points, they kind of they're kind of helping each other out. So when the cop was in trouble, or when he was surrounded or something, uh, he was the MMA fighter leapt in and helped him kick the shit out of twenty people or something. Right. Um, yeah. So they they seem to be inhabiting each other's time and space when they're needed, or when their skills can assist with with whatever is going on there. I know you mentioned it was like Cloud Atlas, but I've not seen that. For me, it, it reminds me of Heroes with the the guy in Japan bits. Mm. Uh, yep. Except it, I mean, it's the same kind of thing. There's different locations around the world, some of which may actually look like the locations around the world. I think some of them were filmed <laughs> yeah. in those places, but can't yeah. all be Vancouver. Um, they definitely <clears> shot <throat> some stuff in London. So is, yeah. it, is it any good then? Because it sounds a bit shit to me. Uh, I... I <laughs> I'd watched most of Jupiter Ascending a few weeks before watching this, and I really wanted it to be not like that, but I found it to be 
uh, a lot of great ideas that if you'd read maybe 25 books explaining what was going on, it would have been fantastic. But it was just up its ass too quickly and not just to strap on stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I couldn't be bothered. I know you've watched all of them, haven't you, Rob? Are you up to date with it or have you uh, watched the whole season? I've, I'm halfway through, uh, at time of recording, I'm literally halfway through episode eight. Right. Um, there are 12. I don't know why they didn't just do eight episodes. They totally missed a trick there. Um, but, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still enjoying it, to be honest. Uh, there are some, the, the, the conceit of the show can lead to some really awesome, uh, like set pieces. There's normally one at least every week. Uh, some of the earlier episodes tend to build to it, but there's some kind of like halfway through. Um, like there's a cool scene where there's a guy who's, uh, like an actor, uh, and he's doing his like acting stuff with all like um, like John Woo sort of guns on strings, slow mo and stuff. Meanwhile, uh, there's a natural proper shootout in a yeah, or a chase yeah. scene uh, <laughs> in Chicago. So so it's sort of like uh, like with actual cops. Um, so I, I I tell you what, I really like the music, the score. Uh, there's there's quite a lot of montages in this scene in this show, oh, and I'm some of and. <clears throat> And there's, uh, like, some of the imagery in India, like, it, it's full on, uh, the money's all on the screen, like, Bollywood style, uh, like, the guy turns up to his wedding re- reception on a motorbike and stuff, it's, like, ridiculous. Um, I, but I, I would, I, I've, I've just let it wash over me, and I've, I've actually quite enjoyed it enough to stick with it, so. Okay. I, I thought the, having the cool bit of the week stuff was a bit dull. And reminded me that the Matrix was just a one-trick pony that they tried to th- drag out over three movies. Maybe I just haven't—I yeah. haven't forgiven them for that. So, yeah, I—I I mean, I—I I wasn't a big fan of uh, Jupiter Ascending, but I—I I like Cloud Atlas a lot, and I can see a lot of that in this. The only thing I will say, uh, perhaps, is that I've really enjoyed the sort of character stuff. But now that I'm halfway through, uh, we've sort—I'm sort of getting a sense of the big bad. And um, okay. <laughs> and it may well be getting a little. I'm, I'm not maybe enjoying it now that the arc has kind of crested the wave, as it were, and uh, it's kind of having to sort of uh, submit to this sort of um, climax, I suppose. Right. But so has um, it become heroes then, where it's loads of great ideas and little bits that, when they come together, they're kind of shit. I'm still. I still haven't made my mind up okay. on it yet. Uh, but. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting show, and I think I think I've just appreciated it for its originality. Dare I say it? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's. I think that's. I think that's the best I can so say. Do you, really. do you think I'd like um, it? Do you think I should watch it? I think you should give it a okay. go. Well, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not. To know what you think, John? Definitely. Yeah. It's not a no-brainer like Daredevil. Okay. But yeah. it's it's definitely. It's definitely worth a look. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the first couple and see what I think of it then. Yeah. Same yeah. Okay. Cool. All right then. Uh, so, yeah, what have you been watching then, Marcus? Uh, oh, God. I've actually just started watching Daredevil. Um, funny enough, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, because it's just, I've literally just not had the time to put this in because I've been finishing off all of my silly network shows if they come to be known on this channel. You know, Arrow and, and the Flash. Um, how did yeah. they? How did they work out? Um, Arrow typically broody. Arrow literally is 
the angel to Flash is Buffy. It is scary how much those shows have become that. Um, but Flash, I've got to say, I was really impressed with the finale. Um, they managed to include time travel where he became fast enough to go back and try and save his mum, almost going into that whole uh, Flashpoint paradox, but not quite. Um, Did he run backwards really fast then or something? <laughs> no, he <you> ran forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Running back. Oh, you have to just go mean, counterclockwise. No, you just <laughs> run fast enough to break the uh, space-time continuum, pretty oh. much. But he oh, didn't okay. actually yeah. do that. But that's the thing. He didn't actually do that. He, they, what, he, they actually used a, a reactor and fired a proton, and it was the explosion that created a wormhole. So there was a tiny little bit of pseudoscience, <laughs> as opposed to him just running and destroying mm, half the planet, creating a wormhole. Comic book science, perhaps. Well, you know. okay, yeah, however, yeah, course, yeah. however, turns out that saving the day and all that, and it was it's actually the reverse Flash, is the bad guy in it. Um, the guy in yellow, even for really uh, earboard form. Is he the slot? I don't know. <laughs> I was expecting that. Job. I was expecting him to be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> he's not really a reverse flash. He just, <laughs> he just dresses in I yellow. I will foil you by not going anywhere <laughs> yeah. at all. I, will <laughs> I can't be bothered to go anywhere. <laughs> that should have been the reverse flash. However, but I was going to say, for a TV show, the budget was actually particularly high on this last episode. And there have been little bits in which they've pulled a bit more budget out of their butt than I've expected. Um, the running effects of the flash and stuff are pretty cool, to be honest. When you see lots of slow-mo when he's fighting and stuff and running around and doing that sort of thing, it doesn't actually look look crap which I was, first of all, quite impressed with. Okay. Um, it is just a network show, and it is quite cheesy. You know, it is the new Smallville, essentially. Um, but it was just a penultimate episode. The last episode, there was a giant wormhole that pretty much started tearing apart the city. Sweet. And I'm looking at it thinking, this doesn't look crap. This doesn't look like... You know, normally, whenever shows try to do it, you have a yeah. an essence of, this is a bit Sharknado. Come on, get on with it. <laughs> yeah. I was watching it thinking, holy shit, that looks really good. <laughs> you know, the amount of debris and stuff and everything else and all this sort of bits and pieces. And it ended with him basically going in and trying to spin out this um, wormhole to stop it from devouring the planet. And that's where it ended. So I'm, I'm quite pleased with that. I actually... Um, I would describe Arrow and... The Flash has kind of taken uppers and downers. Not that I've done either, but that was how I would describe them. Flash okay. is very brooding, which is why I say it's like Buffy. Flash is always the brood. I mean, um, Arrow is the broody one. You know, it's it's not too serious and that sort of thing. But they keep doing crossovers. You know, Flash turns up in Arrow and helps out. And Arrow turns up in Flash. The finale when they fought um, the bad guy, um, Oliver Queen turned up in his Ra's al Ghul outfit because that's where the story arc was in Arrow and they had this whole literal fight and like you had super powered people it was kind of like a mini I'm thinking to myself this might actually be better than the Justice League movie they do <laughs> but anyway yeah it was a lot of fun I, I would not recommend anyone to watch it unless you've really been watching it because just catching a few fights is kind of boring you can watch it on YouTube anyway you know it's if you put the if you put the investment in it's it's fun but anyway, on to better stuff. Daredevil. I've seen two episodes of it. My God, it's good. It's very good. It <laughs> Does it make those other well. shows like um, like that- compared to those other? Sorry, compared to those other shows, does it just feel like the most depraved, violent thing ever? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, but I'm someone that grew up watching Old Boy and and Hong Kong films. So you know, someone getting smacked in the face with a claw hammer is not really too <laughs> too crazy for me. But um, I just and, and and speaking of which, that corridor scene in episode two where he goes That's to save the boy, boy at the end. Oh my god! I love yeah, the fact that he was boy. getting tired and the people were getting back up. That that bit just kind of made me think this is quite nice. I mean, I love the backstory as well, where you see his father and all. And I knew that from before, from watching the comics of, you know, the Marvel comics where they do Daredevil's kind of story and and the Marvel cartoons of the nineties and stuff like that. But he is human, How isn't I? he? Like, there's he has he has oh, weaknesses. Yeah. He, he he has. That's the thing. Daredevil, I think his essential superpower was he was basically a blind warrior. But I think the endurance thing was his thing as well. He had un- unnatural kind of endurance. Yeah. So I love the fact that they picked up on that. So as close as he is, almost like how Batman is, you know, he's unnaturally wealthy. <laughs> yeah. My superpower um, is I'm just rich as fuck. Yeah. He's rich as fuck, <laughs> but he's trained in the best way. And I guess he's smart. That's Batman's superpower, yeah. isn't he? He's he's really smart. He's really smart to be able to think of everything. Daredevil is just, he's he has a natural ability you know, and, and his combat comes from the fact that, you know, he's blind and all that sort of thing. And he seems, I just love the way it was shot, the way that it, the way that the stories pan out, the way that he gets help, the way that he, all the lines and everything about it so far. And that opening sequence, God, it's gorgeous. Sorry. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good, Daredevil. It's probably fapping off my favourite show of the year. Just get on with the rest of the show <laughs> it all bodes well for season 2 which yes. we'll have some news on very soon <laughs> well it's fairly common knowledge but we'll talk about it soon mm. um, yeah uh, so yeah speaking of uh, other things um, yeah True Detective season 2 I haven't watched it yet but some people have just one question am I supposed to solve this or not I need a direction to turn, or I may just start pulling down walls. I am no good on the sidelines. Tell me, how compromised are you? I welcome judgment. Yeah, I've watched it. <laughs> I've watched it. So, yeah, tell me, I'm, I'm interested. How does this hold up? Like, um... It's been quite eagerly awaited, I think. Um, Do you want to go first, Ian? I mean, it's, you, <laughs> you don't have to compare it to season one because it's a different I, ball yeah, game. I, don't I know, think, but I, it's not. I don't think it's fair to compare it to season one. It's like an. It's just an anthology, isn't it? It's got. It doesn't really have similar ideas. Um, it, it's just about the murky world of detectives somewhere, whereas the first one was the murky world of slightly crazy detectives with another slightly crazy detective. In the south. Yeah, well, this is kind of the same. They are all slightly crazier in, in their own unique way. Um, what has got me a little bit about this one is that um, n- the main protagonists don't actually seem to be very good detectives. And I, <laughs> I thought the idea was that of the first one that they, that you know, you, you had this guy like McConaughey's character who is basically like a, a savant detective kind of thing. That he, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and they're not really in this, are they? Not by any stretch. But there's more of them. That's the, I mean, there's a lot of characters in this one. The first episode seemed to be a, and there's this person, and he does this. And there seemed to be a lot of that, a lot of little snips of, 
these are all the characters we'll be exploring for the rest of the series. I found it really dull, the first one. I wasn't engaged at all. I, I really like Vince Vaughn. I know the internet seems to hate him for whatever reason, because he's not being funny. But especially the start of the second one, which I, I've seen the start of the second one, when he's lying in bed talking to his wife about stuff. That was really, really good. Yeah. Well acted. And he, he seems to be... He's not just a comic actor. Well, in um, general, I really fucking hate the guy. Like, I I don't rate any yeah. film that he's in, but in this, I think he's actually good. I, I think he's done a good job, yeah. and he, he really fit, he, he works the character. <clears throat> All of the characters are great as well. The Rachel McAdams character, Jesus. It's like she's playing the anti-Rachel McAdams. It's excellent. Yeah, yeah no, she <laughs> is. Which is really good. Uh, it's it's all proper actory type stuff. Um, I think it could... Do all of... Sorry, do, do their paths entwine at all? Immediately, or are yes. they yeah, all sort yeah, of... very quickly. Oh, okay. Because I know that there's like... Uh, there's kind of a sort of under underworld sort of criminal element to this as well. Yeah, that's, there, that's the Vince Vaughn character. Spoiler, sorry. He's like this. I think he's widely known anyway. That he's he's uh, like the gangland boss who's trying to make one final spurt of money. Yeah. Right. Um, and things don't go to plan. The, the second um, episode, I feel like towards the end of it, it's uh, it's piqued my interest a bit now. The first one. <clears throat> Have you seen it yet? Or? I haven't watched the end of it now. That's certainly what I'm going to watch when this is finished. Okay. Um, yeah, the <clears throat> the first one I found pretty dull. Um, you know, I was kind of like, all right, I'll watch it. The first series was great. I'll totally give this a chance. And, you know, even, I was thinking, like, even if we're five deep and I'm not enjoying it, I'm still going to carry on watching it. But, um, yeah, by the end of the second one, I was like, okay, this is this is spun off into a different direction, which is now okay. interesting. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. You'll be... Uh, call it... Sorry, Colin. F- oh, that's pretty encouraging. Colin Farrell is is to me like I think Vince Vaughn is to you. I've always found him a bit annoying. Yeah, uh, but he's really good in this. Um, they did they do some of the aging stuff that they did previously that they did in the first series where it jumps back if some years to when they were slightly younger. Oh, okay. Um, it's not in the same way that they've done it here, or they, that they did it in the first one. It's kind of similar, but. I'm not quite sure if young Colin Farrell is working yet. He kind of looks like he's just got uh, just for men in his hair <laughs> and the crabs <laughs> on his face filled in. But uh, the, but the, char- the characters have a lot of depth, I think, even though they were skimmed through at the start. I think there's a lot there that could be explored during the rest of it, and I'm sure stuff will overlap. Mm. Well, I find, um, I find a- Colin Farrell's character a little bit cliche, like a dirty cop with, you know, probably with alcohol problems that's got problems with his ex-wife and <coughs> can't see his kid I, enough. It was all a bit like, oh, we've seen this before. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that as time goes on, he'll he, he'll come good, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he'll be the one that, because he is, spoiler, he is kind of the most corrupt cop there at the moment that we that we know of. But maybe something will happen to... Uh, Bring him back in. Yeah, put him back to the good side of the tracks. I think the only mm. thing with this, and I am still probably going to check it out at some point, is that um, whereas the first series really sold itself on the strength of the cast, I think this season is sort of selling itself on the reputation of season one. And to me, it all just looks a bit generic. Uh, <coughs> and, and it's not the cast aren't just stand out enough for me to sort of go, oh, you know, it's just a, the name bit, that is kind of... Uh, bit of a generalisation there, having not seen it, but... I think... Um... No, I know. I'm just saying it as someone who's like potentially thinking about: Do I watch it? Do I not? I don't know. I think by it, the end it, of episode three, you'll know whether it's going to be good or not. 
Yeah. It, okay. it is produced by McConaughey and Harrelson, so they're still kind of involved, or they may, that may just have been part of their deal with the first one. Um, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I don't really think I don't think that's fair on the actors because Woody Harrelson has done some good shit, but he hasn't really done a lot of shit recently. And hmm. McConaughey is another one of those love him or hate him figures, at least in my experience, of people at the office who thought he was crap and then hmm. true detective, and everybody thought he was great. Yeah, I mean, more recently, obviously, he's done like some awesome stuff, but yeah, in the yeah. past, he's done some right shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I probably will check it out. I'm waiting for it to uh, build up yeah. a bit, and uh, yeah, okay. I, well, I, I've got a lot. I've got. I'm watching quite a few things already, so I don't really have time for it at the moment. But I'm thinking once I've cleared mm. up Sense Eight, then I'll probably get stuck okay. in. Marcus, you're going to give it a look? Oh, definitely. Um, well, that's the thing. Everything I've been watching is pretty much wrapping up. So Daredevil, and um, I haven't even seen the first series of it, so I've got to catch up. Scared so, you're in for a treat I'll, I'll definitely, Jesus. yeah, yeah. The first series right. is amazing. Definitely that. Well, I'm kind of living in the uh, early 2000s TV-wise, you know, with Breaking Bad, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, and all that sort of stuff going That's on. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it feels a bit, feels a bit kind of cool. <laughs> and you have all that awesomeness to come. I know. So I'm a bit jealous. This has been the Not Watching Podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk. You can contact us on email at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. In places deep with roots entwined, I live the life I live blind. The war was lost, the treaty signed. I was not caught across the land. I was not caught, though many tried. I live among you, well disguised. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com local today.